Welcome to our series, Alumni Conversations, where we sit down with alumni from our executive education programs to hear how their experience has had an impact. Today, Lori Spadaro, Director of the Master of Business Operational Excellence Program, sits down with Greg Linscott, Class of 2019. Greg is General Manager at Johnsonburg Mill and reflects on how his experience has helped him within the manufacturing industry. This conversation was recorded during a live event and includes a few questions from participating audience members. So my name is Lori Spadaro and I am the Director of the MBOE program. I'm also a 2016 graduate of the program. And today we'd like to welcome Greg Lynn Scott, who's the general manager of Domtar Johnsonburg Mill, PA Mill. Um, he is actually a 2019 graduate of the MBOE program and so has not been out a whole year yet. So Greg, welcome. Um, thank you for agreeing to do this webinar with us. Thank you. So I have a list of questions. We're just going to basically just be like a conversation. Uh, first all, you know, Tell us about your organization and your position in your organization. Sure. Um, Domtar is a leading manufacturer of fiber-based products that include business communication and specialty papers. So what falls into that line would be grades such as copy paper, envelope, book paper, financial statements, inkjet papers, general advertising that you might receive in the mail, offset printing in general. Um, also, I have a market pulp um, business as well, and, and that's to be used in the manufacture of paper for non-integrated mills. Some of the grades stated above, also towel tissue, absorbent hygiene, and, and then the third business line is absorbent hygiene products. Um, so that is primarily baby diapers, adult incontinence, um, things that service the uh, personal care and healthcare industry. I employ about 10,000 people globally, 5.2 billion in sales. We have 13 mills and several person, personal care sites um, across uh, the globe. I'm the general manager of the pulp paper facility here in Johnsonburg, Pennsylvania. It's in the uh, Northwest um, section of Pennsylvania, about an hour and a half from, from the Ohio border. Uh, how long have you been there? I've been here uh, four years, coming up on four years. I've been with Domtor for 16 years. Okay, wow. So a uh, question about MBOE. So before you started um, the MBOE program, what experience did you have in lean and OPEX, if any? Yeah, not, I would say not really any experience in, in what we consider kind of formal um, lean programs, although probably use a lot of tools over the years just with a brainstorming, uh, spending a lot of time on the floor with a process with the operating um, teams, just going through root cause type analysis, but, but certainly not structured uh, and formal in any way. Uh, a lot of experience with OPEX, and we call it manufacturing excellence for a lot of years. It's the heavy industry, heavy process. Um, so always a big focus on problem solving, whether it be improving product quality, improving efficiency and reliability of our assets and equipment, uh, or just achieving a more competitive level of cost performance. Um, now, now we did, we would probably, our industry probably gravitated a little bit more to the Six Sigma tools. Um, that side of things, we're really focused on taking variability out. And usually when we did that, it's a better consistent product and, and typically we, we did things, uh, we did it cheaper as well there. So that, so that probably no formal training in lean, uh, 
um, some formal training in Six Sigma over the years. Now that line's blurred, which is a good thing. We kind of look at it together and lean Six Sigma. Um, so that's probably the, uh, the extent of it, Lori. So I think most people and organizations, when they, like you said, they're, they're blended. So lean and Six Sigma, you know, go together. I don't know of many people that use one without the other, yeah. right? Complement one another. So um, did you have any type of um, certification in, you know, black belt, green belt before you did MBOE or did you do that strictly through MBOE? Um, I did get my green belt certification um, just prior or at the early stages of MBOE. I think it was probably maybe a few months into the program. Our, our company was parallel path. We've done some work with um, VSQ. Um, and uh, so we brought them in some green belt training. So I did get the green belt with ASQ, um, maybe, maybe as in the early stages of the program. Okay. So why did you decide to do MBOE? Yeah, that's, that's a good question. I, I've been interested in further my education with a master's degree for, for some time. And what appealed to me about the MB, MBOE program was it, it just seemed to be a strategic fit, both from an organizational need standpoint, along with my professional and career interests. Our, our company is about five years into a, a CI launch. Um, we've got multiple facilities and some locations have, have picked it up more effectively than others. Um, so my interests were to develop my knowledge base and skill level with structured processes and methodologies and, and tools where I can effectively implement a CI culture within our mill. Um, structured processes with, with problem solving and OPEX didn't exist in large part. Um, we have great problem solvers and process troubleshootings by felt, uh, process troubleshooters, but I felt we could be more effective and more productive if we combine those capabilities with uh, some structured OPEX philosophy. So I, I felt if we were to be successful and implement a sustainable CI culture, then as leaders, we needed to be able to effectively talk the talk and walk the walk. Otherwise we couldn't effectively coach and mentor the organization. And I felt it started with me. So, so I was looking for hands-on nuts and bolts skills, along with a higher level understanding of how to effectively and sustainability and sustainably build a CI culture. And, and I felt I got there through uh, the program. So I guess you, so you say that you had some people that were already on board with, you know, process improvement and, and lean and you, your company had already worked with ASQ to do green belt training, which, you know, is really good because they're very similar to what we did our, our exam and their exam. But so what you learned in the program you were able to bring back and help lead and adapt change. So how did the people there, um, how did they feel about that when you would come back and share what you've learned to try to implement the different things that you learned every session in the program? Yeah, yeah, that's a good question. I, I think it provided a lot of the how-to because our, our company rolled out, continues to prove, like I said, we've been probably five years into it, um, but we didn't have a big, corporate presence uh, on site. So I, I think just developing that skills and that knowledge along with corporate resources, I think it provided a lot of, you know, why we're doing it and how to do it, how to effectively administer it and how to effectively 
coach it. And uh, so I, I think that filled in the gaps a lot. And we kind of learned together. I learned something from the program. I'd bring it back and I would roll it out to our leadership team um, in the operating areas and the maintenance areas and quality areas. And uh, the expectation was that they would go out and practice it and develop it within their team. So and that's kind of how it's, it's work in progress, but that's kind of how we've gone about it. So it sounds like they were pretty receptive to, to understanding or learning what you shared with them then each time you came back. Yeah, yeah, I, I think um, everybody is interested in, in ways if it, if, it, if it helps them solve the problem more effectively. I think the challenge has been we, we still gravitate to, to our old ways and our old ways is, hey, let's just go out and fix it, right? And, uh, and, and without really structured processes and, and for smaller problems, I mean, that just makes sense. Uh, but, but as they get a little bit more complex, you know, we, we found that, you know, if we, if we spend a little bit more time up front, we tend to going through these, these, these methodologies and these tools, we involve more people, uh, more of the right people, we do a little bit better quality job of brainstorming. So we have a robust plan put together. Therefore, we get better quality countermeasures. And in the end, I mean, the saying uh, really fits here, you go slow to go fast. And in the end, we end up getting there quicker with a better fix, uh, so to speak there. So, so it, it's still ongoing. There, there's some areas of the mill. This is a large mill. We cover about a you know, 40 acre footprint and, and several different operating areas. So there's some areas of the mill that gravitate uh, to it a little more um, easily than other areas and other areas need a little bit more push going through the structure process. So it's, it's working process for us uh, for sure. But we, we've seen a number of areas where we've seen the effectiveness when we go through it, we pull it in up front and uh, you know, we, we've, we've gotten to the root of some things that, that we've been battling for a long time you go through a, this this process and, and don't leave any stone unturned and and uh, it, it we, we've seen it work it, it does work right that's good yeah because you said you know there are obviously there are some things some problems that you can fix without having to go into root cause analysis and trying to experiment what works right so and you learn that in the program as well right so what you know, like you said, go slow to go fast. And, and that's what we tell a lot of people is, you know, it might, you know, it might be a lot of work up front, but it really will make your life better in the end if you put that work, you know, put that work in and, and make the process better. So that's good. So with this pandemic, so how have what you learned in MBOE helped you to pivot and adjust where needed during all of this? Any, I mean, would be any disruption, but right now we're having one of the biggest since you've been out of the program. Yeah. Yeah, this, this is a big one for us, for our industry uh, since uh, the financial crisis. And in fact, this has had a bigger impact to our business. So as I mentioned, we produced in, in our mill in particular, commercial and business papers. So that's a lot of copy paper, a lot of financial statements. So now you just think about schools, clo schools closed and people working from home, people working from home, you might be able to test this, um, only use about 10 to 15% of the paper that they would if they were in an office setting. So it's had a devastating uh, impact to our business. Um, and we believe like there wasn't a financial crisis, there'll be some level of permanence 
that comes out of that. So we're being very progressive, you know, as a company and trying to get in front of it. And what measures do we got to put in place now to make sure that we have a very viable, healthy, financial healthy organization? Let's not wait till we get through this pandemic. We know our business is going to be a little smaller. So we've been spending the uh, last three months a lot of time putting together these robust, you know, business plans. And I think so that with that backdrop, you know, where the um, where the, the, the learnings come in from the MBOE program is helping to put together our middle rolls up into that and how to build a robust plan to make sure that uh, that we're viable long term. And, and I think it gives the tool sets and the methodology to be able to do that and, and a competence to navigate through it. It's, it's really just, if you think about it, another set of problems and challenges, right? Uh, now, now, albeit major problems and challenges for sure, but uh, it really does help as we uh, we're in the middle of laying out this uh, robust business plan right now that have significant measures behind it. So it helps kind of build the plan making sure we're thinking through everything in the right way. And, uh, and also helps us making sure that we're confident in our measures that we put in place, that they are gonna deliver what we say they're gonna deliver. And uh, so from that context, it has been very helpful because again, this is just one major problem that we're dealing with. And I think the program really prepares you for that. And then along with that, you got to track it. And, uh, and we talked about that a lot through the program. How do we track it along the way and make, uh, you know, there's, there's going to sometimes you're going to have to make things aren't always going to pan out. So everything we put in place um, is not going to pan out. So how do we pivot and change, as you said, but we got to track it along the way when we realize we're a little bit off course. How do we pull that back in to make sure we deliver what we say we're going to deliver? So. So I think it, uh, it really goes hand in hand with, with everything that we're dealing with right now. Well, right. So basically one thing you learn about in MBOE is you, you want leading indicators, not lagging indicators. So you're already jumping ahead, right? So you're jumping ahead and, and, and yeah. getting that information with what you have now, not what, what you have six months from now. And then another thing that, they, that we teach in the program is do short experiments, quick experiments right? You don't want to go down this rabbit hole and find out a year later that what the, the processes, new processes or standards you put in place are not working. So yeah, it's really good at what you're doing um, so far. Yeah. That, that's right. Um, I, the leading, uh, leading indicators uh, are really, really important. You don't want to be three months into it and realize you didn't achieve what you said this last quarter. So even, even on a, that, that's where you can really integrate your daily management systems and your weekly staff meetings into gauging that. E even realizing a month after closing the books in a month, even that's too late sometimes to react there. So I think, you know, you know whatever we say we're going to implement in this business plan, these changes that we're going to do from now to the end of the year and then in 20 and 21, how do we make sure that we align our business with that, our, our expectations of the mill in our new KPIs and operating metrics and let that flow through a daily management system? So that's what's going to happen next when we get when we complete putting this plan together. 
the next steps on, right? How do we roll that into existing processes and ensure that, that we deliver and that we can stand top of the, the daily, weekly heartbeat of it. So if you, if you will, will you kind of explain what your daily management system is like um, for people that, that don't have an idea of what that is and, and how often do you do huddles? Do you do them daily, weekly, and how that tiered huddle works um, at Domtar? Yes, so we, we didn't call them daily management systems before we implemented it throughout the mill. Um, now we did implement that before, maybe about a year before I started the program. We're about uh, two and a half years into daily management systems now. Now we would meet every morning and, uh, and then we have different levels of meeting that we'll get to in a second, but, but it was more of a round table and, and what the daily management meetings, what that brought to the table was, we cover a lot more ground in a lot shorter period of time. So a lot more effective with the meetings. We focus more on the gaps. We'll use a, you know, a green, yellow, red system. We'll, we'll have our KPIs and our KPIs is driven by what our business plan is that we set in place on an annual, on an annual basis. Our leaders of the corporation have bought off on it. So we cascade that through the organization. So we know if we're meeting our KPIs and that all rolls up, then we're gonna be successful at meeting our, our business plan. So, so what we have is we have three levels of daily management systems. And the level one would be at the operating team and maintenance team level. So we get four operating teams. So that's happening every morning. Um, seven days a week. Um, so that's at the operating team level. Then we'll have it at the department level. So, so we have uh, four different operating departments. One of them's, uh, one of them's uh, combined. So we'll have three different uh, department level meetings. And that will roll up into one leadership level called level three level meeting. So they'll all kind of cascade up. They'll start from seven in the morning and they'll wrap up a little after nine in the morning. And that's a little bit of how our daily management systems uh, work. And, and I think where the MBOE program kind of helped with that is, uh, is really making sure that we're using that process, not just as a, um, a communication and a daily focus, which they're really good tools, for that, but also the big challenge is how do we use that as an improvement process? So certainly um, how to do that is if, if there's areas that, that we need further, um, further work on, put together a problem solving team, we'll try to flag that. We don't get into too much problem solving during those meetings. Normally we wouldn't have the right people uh, there in, in, in the room. And we don't want to lengthen the meetings, but we'll capture that and try to use that as a more of an improvement process as well. Um, so that's kind of where we are with daily management. Now the, the pandemic has really uh, put that on a back seat because we've just rolled back to it just in the last week. We've been doing them through WebEx for several months now. Now we're just trying to get back to the process and safely do that while social distancing. Oh, that makes sense. That's really good that you're doing that. So, Craig, can you tell us a little bit about your capstone project and how um, what the effects were on your organization? 
Yeah, uh, my capstone project was reduce our costs around pulping chemicals. So chemical spend is one of our top five spends in the mill. It's, uh, you know, it's right up there with wood, salaries and wages, maintenance, energy. So it's a big spend for us. So any, any areas that we can get more efficient through the use of chemicals, uh, you know, that's big dollars uh, back in our, our pockets. So, so we've uh, focused on reducing chemical usage across, um, this is across several chemicals and across four mills. And it's also gave me the opportunity to lead by influence that's expanded beyond my spare control responsibility um, just with this mill. And, and that was something I was looking for. So, so I was leading a cross-functional project across four mills. And, uh, and that was uh, challenging because a lot, of the, a lot of the, I would say the majority of the folks um, of the other mills that I had not even met. So the first meeting, you're opening up a, um, you know, by WebEx um, and by conference call. And that's another challenge when you, you, you didn't have a chance to uh, build the relationships. And now you're, you're, you really want to work a process, a very structured process that a lot of people hadn't been through. And it's, uh, it's a little bit more challenging to do the coaching uh, over the conference call. And so it, it took a lot of side conversations, a lot of a lot of side calls trying to trying to work that, but it, but it's an interesting process. We end up saving about one million across the four mills, and and the next step is to carry that across um, the remaining seven mills. And there's more savings to be had there. We wanted to start with four mills, kind of a cross function of our company mills that we're doing well. Some mills in the middle of the road, and some mills doing kind of poorly, and and pull that. Um, pull that together and then then share that cross-functionally after the project closed, which is closed now. And, and it was in a process of, of carrying that to the other facilities when, when the pandemic hit. So we'll, we'll pick up on that here in the near future. That's what I was just going to ask you if you had expanded to the other mills. So do the other mills know about what you've done at the four mills currently? Are they aware of the processes you put in place? Not yet. That was uh, really part of it, uh, the work that was starting. And when the pandemic hit, everything kind of took a backseat. Our focus kind of went on the business um, at hand uh, today and just managing uh, where we're at with our current level of, of demand. So now we're starting to try to work ourselves back in a little bit more normal situation. So that, that will pick up in the, in the near future. So where are all your mills located? Are most of them in Pennsylvania or are they all across the United nope. States? All across, we're the only mill in Pennsylvania. So we've got nine mills uh, in the US and four mills in Canada. So okay. we've got them pretty much in Canada, uh, right from Quebec all the way to British Columbia. And in uh, and, and the US, uh, you know, we've got mills in the Midwest, uh, the Southeast, um, all, all of, Wow, nice. So, um, next question: What is one specific or foundational concept that you learned in MBOE? I think uh, the importance of being in, involved as a leader and in, in doing. Um, I, I think this is particularly true when you're trying to build a culture, any culture, but particularly a operational excellence culture in this case. Um, 
I think when we're involved and we take a hands-on approach, we learn more through doing and, and through failing. And I think that better prepares us to be more effective coaches. And I think that's very important as leaders. I think if we're too far removed from the CI process and not living it and breathing it, I think that sends a message to the organization. It also sends a message if we don't fully understand the tools and methods we expect them to be used. Um, and if we can't effectively coach, then we can't effectively develop people. And I think uh, arguably developing people, that's our most important role as a leader. So I think the, the MBA, MBOE program really, really stressed that, that, that we've we, we got to get involved with it. If we're going to change a culture, we've got to get involved. We've got to do it. We've got to practice it. We've got to get better at it. If not, we're not going to be able to coach our folks to be able to do that. And, uh, and the, the MBOE really drilled that home. And I think that was very, very helpful. Well, like you said earlier, you, you wanted to be an influencer. So you can, it's yeah. hard to be an influencer if you're not breathing and living the work. And, yeah. and if you're expecting other people to do this, you know, to have a C, you know, CI culture and, you know, things like that, if you're not out there so they can see you and you're not asking questions and you're not getting to know the people, it won't be successful, right? So that's one thing we talk about is go to the Gemba, right? You have to ask questions, you have to observe. But you know, if you're living this every day and they're seeing you, then you have a better chance of, of having this be successful. So that, that's great. So what, what's some advice you would give to someone that is interested in the MBOE program? Basically, you know, even the program itself, but making the time when you have a family and you're working full time, any advice you could give or, or any, any general comments about that? Well, you know, uh, managing time, uh, as you kind of pointed out, is very important, especially if you get a young family, that'd be challenging. Uh, fortunately, uh, I don't, but, but it was a lot of, a lot of time on, on the weekend. So it is a, it is a big commitment, uh, but it is 13 months. So, so, uh, it's not indefinite. It, it will end. Um, so, but managing time is going to be really uh, important. And, uh, and I think, I think it's just really important to fully understand, you know, where you want to grow personally and professionally and what your end goal is. Um, you know, is it to have a more impactful presence within your company? Uh, is it to help your company achieve improved business performance or just to grow as a person with a solid foundation of CI and OPEX methodologies that can be used anywhere? So I, I think the program will help you achieve all those goals. It, it certainly did uh, for me. And, and uh, so I, I really think it's important really to understand, you know, what you're looking for. Uh, there's not too many programs out there that you can take just about of everything you use, all the class time, and apply that um, to your work life. And this is a program where you can really do that. So, uh, so in terms of bang for your buck, I think for me it was a big bang for my buck there. I um, I got what I was looking for uh, out of it. And so, what did you? Well, that's that's great. That's our goal, right? <laughs> but yeah. what did you think about the um, the sessions and how they were spaced out? And you know, the every six weeks, the four days, um, did that work well for you? Do you think that's a good a good mix for people? Yeah, I thought the spacing uh, uh, worked out right. Uh, yeah, I thought uh, there was enough time in there. There was there was you know different. Uh, 
um, aspects of workload that he was working at during that every six weeks or so. I, but I thought it was spaced out about right. That that felt good. Uh, um, the time in class, uh, you know, uh, you know, during the time in Columbus uh, was just, you know, significant amount of learning uh, each each session there. So, so, so yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think one thing with MBOE is is you're never going to sit in a in a classroom for eight hours and listen to a lecture, and that's it. You know, there's a lot that happens during the day when you're in session, whether it be simulations or group work or whatever. It's never just sitting there. You know, hours and hours. That's you know, right. Yep. It's a lot of hands-on, a lot of going and doing, a lot of like this with your with your class. Last year was the first year we worked with the Mid Ohio Food Bank, which is now the Mid Ohio Food Collective, and they've really had to adjust um, what they've done this year to meet the needs of all the people that have been furloughed or out of work or the kids that are staying home. So they talk to us frequently about how what you've taught them last year really helped them to move forward and succeed feeding all the additional um, mm. people that they've had this year. So that's really great. So well, that's good to hear. Uh, we had a lot of fun at the, the, the food bank. So that's, that's good to hear. Appreciate you sharing that. Yeah, they, they're really pleased. And we're going to, we're doing it this year. We're going to do it again next year in some format. So we will do that. So I guess, um, Alex, I think now we're looking at some questions, if there are any. Yeah, so a reminder um, to everyone that you can post questions on the Q&A box. Uh, we will uh, get to this first one here. So um, this question is uh, geared towards conducting team meetings remotely um, with leader standard work and uh, daily management systems and other lean initiatives. Um, so this person says, my experience with them are in-person with operations and project management teams across various manufacturing sites. How do you leverage what you have learned in the MBOE yeah. program to conduct these meetings effectively online without being at the facilities physically? Yeah, that, that's a good question. So we have not had a chance to do that here until the, the pandemic hit because we're every, we're a, manufacturing sites or everybody's here on location so everything's in person so that was a big change for us uh, here mid-march when we started to do team meetings through uh, webex so um and and we rolled into it quick so we was not geared up we had folks uh about half of our salary uh, staff was working from home so when we quickly rolled that out we really didn't have a lot of the equipment and set up uh yet that kind of evolved so we did lose some visual aspects of uh, the daily management systems but we still had it the same time every morning um, i found that the discussions actually uh, in many cases went, went a lot deeper we covered the ground we just did not integrate the visual aspects uh, into that um so so that was that's a that was a challenge that we just didn't get worked out uh, we thought we were still pretty effective uh doing it over the webex and and uh, not knowing how long that was lasting we didn't put the time in to try to figure out how to get the digital ma uh, uh, management systems in there because our boards were all um were all uh, just boards in a conference room we hadn't gone digital at that standpoint so we started uh, discussing right, how can we do this digital. In fact, now because of social distancing and having to change up rooms, 
we are looking to convert our boards into a digital format with everything that's going on. So that's work in process right now. So we're trying to take, this is what, what our plans is, try to take our boards that's in the conference room that, we, that the managers fill out each morning. Well, we, we may have 10, 12 boards in one room, one small room. And uh, um, so now we're, getting, now we're in the process of converting that digitally so we can put that up on a big screen and, uh, and do a similar process there. So we're still trying to work through that. But, uh, but because of uh, you know, the pandemic, and now we're being back, but trying to be sensitive to social distancing, that's pushing us to take that digital. So more to come on that. Great, great. We're doing that. Yeah, and, and Greg, actually, I have a question um, for you, if you don't mind. So, uh, you know, with the, the MBOE program, we, we've talked some about, uh, you know, the curriculum and the things that you learn and, and those types of things. But can you speak a little bit about uh, kind of the social side of things, like the networking side of things, like kind of the community-based things um, with just getting to know, you know, getting to know the other people in your cohort? Yeah, that's been pretty powerful. Um, it's amazing how close that you get with uh, your cohort. I think, Lori, I can't remember, 37 maybe people. Mm -hmm. I might be off by one or so right. there. But it's amazing how close uh, that you get. And you, and you develop some long-lasting friendships. Um, so we, we get a bunch of us that's on routine. You know, we interact routinely at a personal level. Um, also professionally, sometimes at network, you, you just mentioned uh, kind of just sending out a text, hey, uh, you know, what have you done for this situation or any, any tools for this or there's somebody that's been been through it. Uh, and then even, you know, every couple of months we're having a, a Friday evening social hour where there may or may not be uh, some adult beverages there. We do that on Zoom and it's the same group and this is uh, coming up on a year and we're still getting together uh, for that. But uh, so, yeah, both from a personal social and a network of professionals that you can exchange ideas because somebody out there has done um, something um, similar to what uh, you're looking to do. And there's no, no sense reinventing the wheel. And uh, so, yeah, we use each other uh, uh, quite routinely for that. And that's a good thing too, is this year we didn't get to do it because of this pandemic, but every year we have a um, MBOE alumni um, get together basically and so reunion where people come in and we do have some learning we do a simulation we do something so everybody from every cohort is invited to come this year we didn't get to do that so that's where you have the ability to get to meet some of the other people in the other cohorts and then we have the mboe alumni linkedin page where if you do have an issue you can post that issue there too and, and anybody that's been through the program can can you know respond or reply with something they've had that's similar so there are a lot of ways to network but you're right you do get very close to the people in your cohort so and it's you know it's a great community of, of folks and of knowledge so anyway greg thank you so much for um for being with us today and having this discussion we appreciate it thank you great thanks greg have a good day everyone take care for more information on the Master of Business Operational Excellence Program, visit fisher.osu.edu backslash MBOE.